Fellas, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I massively appreciate it. So first things first, how is your day going? How are you doing today, particularly coming off the back of the tour? Yeah, just uh, we're just recovering today, pretty much. Um, we got back at like half two in the morning last night, um, pretty much got four hours sleep, and then I had to get a train back to Nottingham. So I've just been chilling, playing games, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> what was it, so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I got back a bit later about half four had a couple hours sleep and then got up to uh go to work so that's good but I've now finished everything's fine uh, um, um, because I'm a professional drummer and full-time partier uh I've just been uh, having fun all day long um I've uh just got back from a party with James Hetfield and uh, did about an hour's practice studio. I got my own private studio. Um, I just got off my jet coming back from private studio and uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. I'm glad you're all, you're all feeling alive, at least at this stage, feeling good and alive and that you are got through this tour um, in one piece, which is awesome. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this, considering you all have had such uh, little sleep. Right, thanks for having us, man. Anytime. Congratulations. The release of the new album, Bloom Season. It is very, very early days. We're literally talking about a couple of days old out in the world. How have you found the reaction to it so far from uh, your listeners, from the general public? It's been, it's been crazy. Like, just to go on tour and, like, um, we've released these songs quite recently and people were singing the words to songs we released, like, two weeks ago. So, like, the fact that we've had this response is insane um the turnout's been great um just just being able to transfer that energy into the crowd we've we've really appreciated it yeah we've got um uh some really nice like personal messages and stuff like people messaging us saying that they really um connect with like the because you know it's a bit more of a personal uh album mm. so we've got, we've got a few people which is really nice and it's rare i think when somebody takes the time out to kind of message you um, you know, it, it's it's kind of something I mean, it, it meant something to them. So when they say they connect with the, the song topic or whatever, then it's it's really nice. We've got, got a few messages like that um, since it released on Friday, which is really nice. We we're initially a little bit worried because um, of the the rap aspects of putting it that, that we have in our new music. Like we did that a little bit with Purify in War and things like that. Um, and uh, we were worried when we put those songs out what the reception would be like. Like, oh, are you trying to copy? you know, uh, another band in the UK or you're trying to, even at this level, like sell out or whatever, um, you know, because in the metal community, it can be quite elitist. So we were quite worried about that. Um, but we were we were still a little bit concerned, but we were less worried with this release because um, the the music in terms of how it's developed and it, the rap doesn't feel shoehorned and mm. it felt like we've made something really new and different and special. Um, and the lyrics are also very personal to the band as well. So putting this out there um we were less concerned about what the fans were looking for and more bothered about writing something that felt true to us uh, and it seems to have been picked up really well by the fans which is great we're going back to the getting a message from people who um the albums resonate quite strongly with perhaps in uh, ways you didn't expect how do you respond to those messages because I had imagined it can be quite difficult I mean a simple thank you and so on you almost might feel like you need to say something more yeah I think um 
I think because we've had a lot of messages from people struggling with mental health issues, like being the main thing. And like for me personally, because uh, myself and other members of the band have been through these kind of issues, depression, anxiety, substance abuse and things like that, like we can relate to people. So rather than just giving a, a quick thank you or whatever, we'll we'll have a full blown conversation with these people as, as much as we can. Um, and yeah, no, we appreciate them. So they're giving us a platform for what we do and um, they're taking that music and it's it's helping them. It's been like therapy for us. Mm. So it's nice to, to know it's been like that for other people as well. The experience of releasing this album, the weight, the work, the build up, the long process that involves drip feeding content and so on, the preparation. How does that compare? How did it compare to 2019's Purify? I think um, we, having done it once, I think when you're doing the first album, you know, Purify, it's all kind of new and you feel like you're not really, you're almost muddling through it. Like we had a plan, but like, you know, that first release cycle, I feel like with this, we put, with Bloom Season, we put so much more work into it, but at the same time, we've also been a lot more prepared and had a lot more of an idea of what we kind of wanted to do, the messages we wanted to get out there, you know, how the general... The, the theming, the kind of content we wanted to have out um, at the time of release. And I feel like that's good, but it's still been a lot of work, a lot of stress getting that already in time and everyone's schedules meeting up and, you know, getting everything, everything about it to the quality that we wanted. I feel like with Purify, when it's the first one, there's a lot of kind of like, we're still really happy with the end product, but you know, it's an album we're proud of, but I feel like there's a lot of when it's the first time, like, oh, cool, just the excitement of having an album out is that. But whereas, like, right now, we're like, it needs to be this, it needs to be that. We want it to do this. We want we want to say this, and I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves doing that. Um, but I think it it paid off. But it was definitely a different experience. Yeah, and we had we had obviously the pandemic to deal with as well. So uh, that was that was a struggle. But in a way, um, it it kind of pushed us to to want it even more mm. so when they first let us see each other again we um, we all met up in in like a little cabin in retford and um just had a couple of drinks and like that's where we wrote um some of the main singles for the album just because the atmosphere and the energy from us was was just insane and um we had we had the passion to do it so yeah we wrote was it suffer and nothing wrong with me that we wrote in that writing session. Yeah, I think that was right. And maybe I think there was a couple others that maybe didn't make it. But uh, yeah, th those are the two main ones. Um, and it's, it's, it's unusual because we've always kind of not necessarily written together like that. Like we've um, we've kind of gone at it where, you know, Gav will get like the base of a song. We'll kind of go up and we'll make our own tweaks and we'll play some vocals on it and try some different stuff with it. But with this, like we've we've never really kind of all been in the same place and started a song from the ground up together. I think that helped a lot and it was a really fun way to write. You know, it's kind of like the old school way of writing, isn't it? And uh, I think these days a lot of, you know, bands maybe have like one or two main songwriters at least, and then they, everyone else kind of adds to it in their own way. But this was a, a very collaborative process. Well, you brought it up. There's a pandemic that separates the two albums. It's funny, really, Purified 2019, shortly afterwards, uh, the entire world collapses in the chaos. A lot happening in three years and uh, would have killed a lot, of, a lot of bands, really. So the fact that you guys survived it is fantastic. And I have to ask, what did it take to get through those 
past few years. And are you stronger for the challenges that came your way? Loads of Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot a lot of technology we tried a lot of doing that and like you know john our producer um of bloom season who's an absolute wizard you know he's in america so we also had to deal with different time schedules and that kind of thing and working together and yeah not being able to see each other for a while i think also one of the things that often like you know you say a lot of bands wouldn't make it i think a lot of it is that you know, for us and for a lot of bands, the fun part of the band or the most fun part is the gigs and the touring and playing live and playing your instruments together and making music, you know, actually in a room together. And without that, it's kind of, it is a struggle to keep your motivation. So I think we all kind of had to keep laser focused on what we wanted Bloom Season to be. Um, but yeah, we got through it with a lot of, um, a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of tech. <laughs> yeah, plus we... Um we found out like just after the first lockdown that we was going to be on download festival and then other lockdowns came. So like we had to wait two years in anticipation for like one of the best shows of our careers. And um, I think that was kind of pushing us through as well. Just like that, that vision of, of being on that stage at download festival. Um, and we were motivated to create this record to play these shows again, like Tom said, we're, was so excited to play live and um, it was such a good feeling when we came back. It sounds super messed up, but I actually really enjoyed having to wait two years to play Download Festival because when you do get a big show like that or something really cool, like the build-up to it in itself is like a whole thing. So having like a two-hour, two-hour, two-year edge sesh up to playing Download Festival, sick. There was almost as well a, a sort of guarantee because those early return of the festivals and early shows when things were normal to a certain degree were arguably the hottest period of shows for a while. The apathy that kind of exists in live music had disappeared momentarily. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Like I, I actually went to the um, to the download pilot mm. and um, I remember I would got there and, and the first band that I watched was Holding Absence and like literally... I turn to my right, I look at the person next to me, they're, they're in tears, crying. I look at the person on my left, they're crying. Like the whole room is so emotional because we just missed live music. I, I didn't really like, as much as the, the lineup was great, I didn't care who was on. I just wanted to see live music again. And um, yeah, that was such an experience. So. No, I can completely relate. Uh, relate. It was Bloodstock 2021, the first Bloodstock back after the initial cancellation the before. And uh, yeah, that was quite an emotional experience as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Music's so important for people's mental health. True that. Take me back then to the early days of Bloom Season, specifically a vision. Did you have a vision of what you wanted this record to be? Honestly, I don't think we... At the start, I don't think we set anything in stone. I know that we all wanted to do something different and we've experimented with, you know, um, some rap parts and kind of spoken word stuff in Purify. We know that we wanted to take that in a more serious direction. Um, but the actual, in terms of like a big concept, mm. um, we didn't really have that. Um, but it kind of grew with it when we decided that we kind of got sick of because there's, there's personal themes in Purify, but they are kind of hidden behind layers of, say, metaphor and things like that, and um, big concept stuff. Um, 
So we kind of knew we wanted to speak about a couple more personal things a bit more directly. And when we wrote those initial first songs for it, we were like, wow, this sounds really good. This is cool. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely cathartic. But um, to be fair, we, we, did have, we did have a big bank of tunes that we just didn't end up using that were just generic metalcore songs, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit of a brutal thing to say. But to us, they felt like Purify Point 2. <laughs> I don't think Purify is totally generic. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in that, but it's a lot more generic than Bloom Season for sure. Um, and when we, uh, we had a look at those demos, we were like, okay, cool, Fade to Black. I think that that is that's different. That's got something special about it. And uh, I was doing my, I get joked for this all the time, businessman thing and trying to network up with as many managers and labels and agents and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, look, we've got this cool tune. Well, you know, and at the time um, it hadn't been given to a producer. So a lot of the sort of like cool in the background stuff that's going on with that track that makes it so full. um, It it wasn't there, um, but our, current manager but at the time a guy that was kind of just checking us out we sent fade to black over to him he was like this is really cool i think i know a producer that would be really really good with this i will send it over to him and he'll do a little demo mess about with it and send it over and let me know what you think and he sent over to us kind of what fade to black is now and we were all really blown away by it we were like we've spoken we've worked with a few producers we'd never had this kind of an outcome before the amount of work that he'd done on it was just like crazy and it sounded really good it made us sound fresh uh, but it also kept our sound and we were like I think we can work really well with this guy um so at that point to be honest I think that's the final thing that nailed it with us starting a relationship with our manager was we were just all really amped on what had come out of the back of us creating Fade to Black giving it to that producer and then working on it together and from there we went well this is really cool. This is really different. We want the rest of the album to sort of follow from this. So throughout the album, there's songs that are, you know, less heavy to um, Fade to Black and more on the sort of grime side. And then we'll have other songs that are much heavier that are more like Purify, but still have that element of Bloom Season that comes back to that more metalcore sound that we had with um, Purify. Um, So that's kind of how we've ended up with the sound that we've got now. Um, but we have, we still have a massive bank of like metalcore songs that are more in this on the side of um, Purify that we just completely scrapped off because we were like this just won't work with the new vibe. Um, so we kind of during lockdown essentially ended up writing more like a, an album and a half um, and sacked off a load of uh, songs which Gab was not too happy about being the primary songwriter. So would you say? The Fade to Black point specifically was when things really begin be, began to take shape. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is quite poignant with it being the opening song on our album. What about some of the more challenging aspects of working on Bloom Season, considering um, the creativity, the imagination and the experimentation that's going on? There had to have been moments where you're pulling your hair out, so to speak, or was it very smooth? Oh, definitely. I think Geordie can talk about how many times we rewrote a lot of the verses. Because <laughs> I think it's hard to, when, you know, we want we wanted like his kind of like spoken word stuff to, to, to gel really well. And it's kind of hard, like the amount of rewriting we did from all the tracks is insane. Yeah, the thing is with me, like I write a lot of lyrics and I, sometimes too much. 
and um, the guys just kind of helped me um, cut loads of it. <laughs> so, uh, if Jordy had his way, he'd just be talking and screaming nonstop the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And what about some more of the more notable moments then, where you found out while working on Bloom Season, where you found out something new about Borders and what you as musicians were capable of? Uh, I think one of the coolest moments for, in terms of what we're capable of, um, for me anyway, was when it was when we were writing together uh, uh, in the in the cabin thing we had, and everyone else was out. I can't remember why, but me and Jordy were there, and I brought all my kind of studio equipment as well. I had like my Mac and stuff, and uh, I, I'd made this like beat, and uh, I was like, Jordy, let's just sit, let's just just write some bars to this beat. You know, like before we always you know write. To a riff or write a riff and or write have some vocals and fit a riff to it some guitars to it well like, i've just got this beat let's just see what it does um because i feel like geordie has always you know you always write better when or you find it easier to write some rap parts when it's more of a beat than like a heavy metal rock thing going on um so we did that and like kind of nothing wrong with me just kind of happened at that moment there he kind of spat the first verse and we we're like that's really cool and i just left a gap and because we wrote that first verse like the intro to nothing wrong with me had all the beat and everything we're like this sounds really cool um it's very different anyway because we only had the start of fade to black at this point mm. um and then i just left a gap and was like yeah we'll just need to put a riff here we'll just put something cool don't know what it's gonna be but they'll be here and then we started the other verse and then um the next day or whenever gav came back he just slapped that riff in the first time like that's awesome and I feel like we'd never really written it that way before. And just being like, wow, we could actually write to just just me and Geordie doing a beat and some and some a cracking microphone that we had lying around and stuff. I think that's really bending the truth there. He did write a riff himself in that gap, and we're gonna release it at some point in the near future. <laughs> oh, the placeholder. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that doesn't need to come out. <laughs> <laughs> what about your fellas? Have you got any notable moments where you learned something new about yourself or uh, your bandmates? Um, I mean, mine's mine's quite a serious one, but we we speak about how the album was kind of therapy for us in a way, and like for me, it, it really was. So, writing the album at the start of it, I was um, I was struggling with like alcohol abuse and things like that, um, and towards the end of the album, I got sober. So, like, if you listen to Nothing Wrong with Me, that's about my struggles and then if you listen to bloom season that's about kind of like overcoming those struggles so like from start to finish it's kind of it feels to me like it was my journey of of mental health and substance abuse and like how i came out of it so i remember like i literally got the draft back for the video of nothing wrong with me when i was in hospital um after drinking too much so yeah, I was in uh, I was in hospital and I got the first draft back of um, the Nothing Wrong With Me video. And um, I was looking at it, it was like looking at myself in a mirror thinking, what am I doing to myself? Um, so I got sober and uh, it's been, in like a couple of weeks, it'll have been a year that I've, that I've been sober. So it's like, yeah, I learned something new about myself, but maybe in a different way, like not like musically, because yeah, like, learning how to rap better was great but like i learned like how to be a better person and yeah be sober 
Incredible. Um, you mentioned at the start of the call about a lot of bands that really struggled, you know, through COVID and have broken up and all this kind of stuff. Like, honestly, and I, it's a, it's a sort of a bittersweet one, I guess. Like, I'm super proud of us for being able to do it, but like, just getting this album over the line, like, it was really hard. Like, we've had some really, really good times. Um, like what these guys were talking about with going and uh, you know after the first lockdown going away and being able to like hang out together after however long that was and all that kind of stuff but there's a lot of um, you know it's uh, borders is something that we're already passionate about um, there's a lot of you know it's entirely creative there can be a, a massive clash of opinions and being able to artic articulate that over like Skype or like messenger or whatever is really hard to do and everything moves really slowly and everyone's just like I just want to be able to be a person with my mates and enjoy what we're doing and we've had a lot of challenges to be you know being able to just get this album over the line and the fact that we've managed to do it um is really great it absolutely is and you deserve all the praise in the world for managing to do that but also for it resonating so strongly with so many people already the level of creativity and experimentation you showcase on this album it's stunning and it seems like you're getting a bit more confident in regards to defining who borders are so to speak however obviously genre bending is what you do do you what do you want to define who you are or are you worried that that might limit your creativity I think the best outcome that we've had is just doing what we thought sounded good with Bloom Season. Um, so it's a bit of a difficult question. I think like we did play up to that more with Purify, mm. um, but that was a sort of finding our feet with what we thought did and didn't work. Um, if you go really far back to like our previous EPs, like it's just Rift City, quite prog. Uh, you know, we're not really trying to get catchy choruses in there or whatever. Um, and the band is just, it's crazy how much we've changed from when we first started. Um, and I think at the time we were trying to hop on trends like, oh, we want to sound like a gent band or, oh, you know, we want to be the next like cool metalcore band that's got a little bit of rap in it or whatever. But this time we were just like, ah, whatever, we'll just, you know, put music together that we like and then we'll work on it with our producer because we know that he's awesome mm -hmm. and uh, just see where it goes rather than being more concerned for what people would think we just wrote music that we liked and having that mindset I think is super important for any band regardless of what level they're at but it takes you a long time to realize that that's what you should be doing um and that's that's how we'll be you know working going forward so I don't really know what's going to happen in the future creatively <laughs> uh, but we're just going to be doing stuff that we like They can't say any better than that. That's exactly how it should be, as you said. Um, and it does take a while to learn and work out that out, but it's great to hear you say that. Going back to Bloom Season specifically, collaborations, obviously, Kane Hill and Dropout Kings guest upon this album. Give us a bit of a rundown how those collabs came about. So our, our producer works with Kane Hill and we wrote a very heavy track and he showed it to him. And I feel like because of because we've got similar like lyrics he, he talks a lot about um kind of being anti-religion and uh god and stuff and it's just like yeah we, we kind of related to that and collaborated he's 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 got an incredible voice um yeah that was um that was something as for drama kings obviously they're an american band as well um my manager's based in america and he was like 
these guys have a similar sort of like work ethic to you guys in the sense of how they write and you know just being shamelessly unapologetic to we think this is cool and we're going to put it out and people are going to like it and it seems to work um and they're not they don't sound like i think we're a lot heavier than they are for the most part um but uh we check them out and listen to their music and they're like yeah these guys are really cool i think they fit really well on our track it was those guys and um hacktivist and we are pally with hacktivists but we felt like that would be like an obvious go-to we always get compared to them because they're another uk metal rap band yep. as well so we were like it's almost just nah <laughs> we we uh, like you know love those guys and their music's great um, but we felt like it'd be almost too predictable so we wanted to go for something that was less predictable um and dropout kings yeah their music's great we you know did a tour with them really great guys um and I, I don't i honestly don't think we could have found anybody better to feature on that track there's plenty of time for the hacktivist thing anyway um years and years of growth and eventually you know who knows something will come out of there but uh yeah there, i think it'd be a great uh, great team up yeah man Going back to the tour, guys, was there a, the recent tour you've just done around the UK? Was there a particular show that stood out for you? And if so, why? Uh, for me, it was it was the lead show, actually. So it was so it was so unexpected, but it was like a really small uh, kind of gritty venue with like is Temple. Was it Boom? Boom 2. Yeah. Boom 2, that's it. Yeah, Boom 2. And uh, there's like graffiti on the walls and stuff. And um, it was just like an incredible atmosphere, this small room and just everybody going wild, crowd surfing. Like, although like that show only had like, yeah, 50, 60 people, it was it was insane. <laughs> it was, we just didn't expect it. Um, so there was a lot of energy at that show. I think for me, I really liked, uh, on Saturday, we headlined Techabilitation in Derby. That was really good. Um, I think because we've played Techfest and Techabilitation quite a few times now, I think you go there and you see some familiar faces and it's always nice. And I feel like each time we go back there, we get an even better reception. And that was so much fun to just kind of top off that night. Um, yeah, I think that was a really special one. Uh, for me, Techabilitation or our hometown show, uh, for different reasons, like Techabilitation, the same as what Tom said, um, they've been so supportive to us since we started um, TechFest, uh, have been super supportive to us almost from the get-go. Uh, I think we've been playing that festival sort of on and off now for a good six or seven years. And Simon, who runs it, um, he's really created a really strong community um, within what started to be the, I guess, techie gent scene. And now it seems to just be metal bands around the UK that are good Um and uh, having built up that kind of like almost cult like following, if he puts on a show, you always know it's going to be good. Um, as for the hometown show, I mean, it's our hometown show, you know, that speaks for itself. Uh, we got to see, a, you know, had a lot of our friends and family come. Um, Tom's mum drove all the way down from uh, Norwich, which is where he lives. And uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was really good just because we, we haven't done a hometown show. Like, again, I know we keep talking about COVID, but COVID stopped us from playing shows uh, in general uh, including you know our hometown show which really you know obviously it's um, a lot more 
I guess, uh, emotional because you've got all of your friends and family and then the, you know, the place where it all started. So, um, yeah. Guys, from my perspective, it is generally heartwarming to hear that the tour not only went so well and you had such a great experience, but obviously that bloom season is out now and it is resonating with so many people, which brings me to the final question for each of you. What is it for you, in your opinion, personal, that borders, what borders is resonating with so many people? Um, for me, I think I've, I've probably already answered this question, but like I said, it, it, it was like therapy for, for me and the fact that it can do that for other people as well is, is quite special. I think because we're, especially in our genre, I think, you know, there's, I think that there's a lot of bands that touch on this kind of thing, um, but I feel like a lot of it is because a lot of our music revolves around, you know, heavy screamed vocals. I would say lyrics aren't necessarily always the focal point. It's usually the rhythms, the guitars, the instrumentation. Um, so I think when we are kind of unapologetically saying these things and our message and things that are quite personal, but in a way that can be heard by everyone and, you know, we're not hiding it. It's just coming straight out pretty blunt. I feel like that some people um, resonate with that kind of thing a lot um where it's just kind of almost saying it like it is and you can hear it and um you know if if, if you if you vibe with that then i feel that's something you're gonna latch on to straight away yeah ironically um with previous releases when we were talking about lyrics we would go out of our way to try and write lyrics that would be relatable to people because we thought that that's what people would want so it was almost like forced related lyrics but because it's forced and it's not natural, I guess the end is always going to be, which, you know, as I said earlier, we've kind of learned now, it just doesn't work. Um, alongside the fact that Geordie was just full on screaming these relatable lyrics. So uh, <laughs> the, the lyrical side of it didn't feel that strong. Whereas like with this, it is all genuinely, you know, from the heart and you can hear what we're saying and we haven't sat down and gone, right, how can we make these lyrics relatable? We just sang well rapped Geordie has rapped about um you know how we felt through various times whether it be pre-pandemic leading up to the pandemic the pandemic happening and afterwards but the thing is a lot of the songs they're not purely just focused on the pandemic there's lots of other things that have gone around it um you know um Geordie's like got a song that's about like it, it it'll scale from domestic abuse to you know, drug addiction, to mental health problems and things like that, that are all um, issues that a band member at some point within the past three years and a bit have had to deal with. Um, and singing about those personal experiences rather than trying to brainstorm something that people will like and then just screaming about it um, has definitely had a really positive impact. Um, so yeah, that that's that's mine for sure. I think it's a hundred percent true to say that if you didn't believe it or wasn't relatable to you, it would come through in the music. Hence, uh, why Bloom Season has such an effect. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks you for having us. I really appreciate you having us, man. Thank you. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw. Consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch. 
from our Big Cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbl.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?